Welcome to Glow Radio. My name is Jacqueline Sun. I'm an unconventional astrologer, marketing expert, and business mentor for Lux Entrepreneur Baddies. I'm super passionate about real transformation. So this is a space with zero judgment. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about everything, including business, astrology, manifestation, relationships, healing, and more. These discussions are intended to break off limiting beliefs and leave you feeling more free to be your most authentic self. Let's dive deep. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Glow Radio. Today, I have such a fun guest with me. Her name is Nicole Jacqueline. She is a creator on YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. She has over a million subscribers on both. She also has her own slime shop, slime and fidget shop, and you can find her products in Target. Super, super cool. Her content is just so fun. And we met over TikTok, so I'm very excited to chat with her more today. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. Of course. So how about you tell us a little bit about your whole journey? Like, how did you start? I know you've been doing YouTube for so many years. So tell us the journey of that and then how you started your own slime shop. Oh my gosh. I love that you've done the research because I was like, oh, she hasn't been on YouTube. Like she did her work. (laughs) Yeah. So I have been on YouTube since 2013. So almost like 10 years ago, which I can't even wrap my head around and how different the space is now present day. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, I pretty much started on YouTube and I was doing like fashion content, just basically back then it was really, it was uncool. I feel like to do content creation, it was very like, what are you doing? It was like back in the like Jenna Marbles days, you know, so very different, but yes, I did fashion stuff for a while that kind of spiraled into like DIY content. And I just kind of fell in love with crafting and creating like odds and ends things like life hacks or like DIY life hacks. And then that kind of transpired into slime when slime it kind of had its like resurgence in like 2017 on like Instagram and YouTube. So I was making like DIY slime content, which then people were like, oh, make a slime shop. Then me, I was at the time I was in college majoring in like broadcast journalism. I'm like, I know how to like speak. I don't know how to run a business, but we'll figure this out. I was very, I was just like, sure. I just kind of jumped into it. Um, there, it was like zero planning, hundred percent, just jump in. And yeah, I just was doing YouTube and the slime shop simultaneously, but they almost worked together. And then I did that, like that true slime concept for like three years. And then around like 2020, um, there was like this like shift where like slime became like a subcategory of fidgets. And now there's like people that will, um, they will but like people, people like me that have slime shops, but they also have fidget stores and stuff. So they'll kind of make them together. So I was like, you know, why not add my content into like fidget category? So just extends like an extension of the whole thing. So it was kind of just like a snowball effect, truly. 
And then I was like, well, if I'm going to make videos about fidgets, why not add fidgets to my, to my store? So I was trying to figure out how to like wholesale fidgets and how to do that stuff. And then, you know, that led into, um, upgrading my warehouse. And we are now in a fulfillment center, which actually has like changed my entire life because it's packaging orders is so great until it's just like, it's just a little bit much sometimes. Like, I want to create content. Um, but yeah, so that was a little backstory there to like present day ish. Um, there's some details left out, but you know, little sh short and sweet if I can try. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. I always like enjoy hearing the story of how people got started on these things because we don't usually see a lot of the behind the scenes, right? Right. Yeah, I find it so interesting. Do you have a lot of employees working for you right now? So mostly, um, it's mostly me that oversees everything and I like edit my videos and do that stuff. Um, I really don't have employees. I have someone help me package slime sometimes, um, like just like the like simple jarring and stickering process, but I still do quite a bit. Like I actually packaged this morning some slime as well. So I tried, I'm like pretty hands-on with it still. Um, I've dabbled with employees here and there, but when it comes down to it, I just think it can be tight knit. So I'd like to keep it that way. I'm like, you know, I could hire out all this and that, um, but I have found maybe I'm just like, I have a hard time handing over control possibly, but, um, I definitely <laughs> just like, I'm like, you know, I can do it myself. We'll figure it out. We'll get it to, we'll, we'll just make it work. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I think it's so interesting that you say that. Cause it kind of relates to a little bit of what I saw in your natal chart. So, <laughs> so yeah, like we first connected cause you told me you were really interested in like the astrology content that I was posting. I'm also curious, do you, do you know about human design at all? I don't, I mean, I never, I mean, I've heard the phrase, but I'm not exactly sure if I had to like define it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always like to pair it up with astrology because how do I explain it? Well, like human design is like a system that combines a bunch of other philosophies. So it includes astrology and then like um, the I Ching, Kabbalah, like a bunch of other stuff. And I feel like it just gives like really practical advice on how to be your best self. So I actually looked up yours and we are the same. Oh, so I thought that was so interesting. So there, there are five types in okay. the human design and it gets like a lot more detailed after that. But basically your type is called a manifesting generator. So you're someone who has a lot of energy to do like day-to-day -day things, which I feel like is seen like in what you do for your work, like you're like doing all the packaging and everything. And then you're also meant to kind of multitask, like do more than one thing at a time. Totally. And there's like these numbers in the profile. So you are a five one, which is actually the same as me. Which is, which is very interesting because like there's like a lot of profile numbers, but basically a five one means that you are someone who really enjoys investigating, like researching. If you're passionate about a topic, you'll like want to know every single detail about it. <laughs> and you're also really great at problem solving. Do you feel like that resonates for you? 
Definitely. I feel like I need, I, I mean, I'm definitely someone that benefits when I have my schedule booked and busy, I'm thriving and the investigation part. Oh my gosh. I'm always like knee deep in some odd end thing. I'm like, is this even like, like, can I even use this in my real life? No, but I'm like, and now I know about it. Like, and this is so great. <laughs> like what? I love that. <laughs> Because you also have a lot of Gemini in your chart. And I feel like it kind of relates to that because Geminis just love learning about everything. But I'm also curious, how did you first get into astrology? Like, have you always been into it or is it kind of like a newer thing? Yeah, I've definitely always been interested, but I really didn't know that there was much beyond like the sun sign until like 2020. I was like, I was like, I'm a cancer, but then I'll read about cancer and I'm like, that's me, but it's also not fully me. And I didn't really understand like the ins and outs. Um, but then like around, like, I think astrology really, I saw so much of it on TikTok, like 2020. And that kind of opened my eyes up to it more. And I started to like Google things like birth chart. And I was like, oh, my moon's Virgo. I was like, wow, that's so me. Or just like different parallels that started to make more sense. But it's relatively new to me still, which is why I'm so like, love, I just love stuff like this. Cause I'm like, tell me about this. Like I want to like literally me, I want to learn about it. I'm like, it's just <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So yeah. So you're a cancer sun, Virgo moon. We are moon twins. Cause I'm also Virgo moon love and it. you are a cancer rising. So I looked a little bit into kind of like, the parts relating to your career and your journey as an entrepreneur. So I saw that your second house is in cancer. So the second house is kind of about like the skills that you need to develop in order to be productive with your life, with your career in a sense. So because your second house is in cancer, I would say that you're really, you would need to develop or you might already be good at this at nurturing your business projects. Kind of like when you, when you initiate an idea or a project, you would need to feed it, protect it, kind of like how a mother does. Do you feel like you do that with your business? Oh my gosh, I'm so protective. Like it, I act like it's my boyfriend or something. I'm like, no, this is actually like, you can't touch it. It's not tangible, but like talk about it in a weird way. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's my baby. Like that's so, that is so on point to who I actually am <laughs> with business stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so the, so cancer is ruled by the moon. You have a Virgo moon in your fourth house. So I would say that like a sense of family is probably very important to you in terms of your interactions with work. So I can kind of see why you kind of want to keep things like you know, in the family, quote unquote, like with yourself and maybe like not always hiring a lot of employees. And I feel like that just kind of relates to that aspect of your chart. Yeah, I definitely feel that's very, very on point. I like to keep everything in like close knit circles, whether it's business or with friends and family, I want to keep it close, like, and also have that trust that whatever I say with that group stays in that group. Or I'm going to be like, why did you share that? That was private. That was only within the group. I'm like, how dare you? 
Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like that relates so much. And then, so one part, this is where it gets kind of interesting in your chart because most of the career placements, I felt like it was showing that you really enjoy like structure, organization, uh, systems in your business. But then I also looked at your sixth house. So the sixth house has to do with like your day-to-day work activities, your routines, your health as well. And your sixth house is in Sagittarius, which is a bit different than all of your other placements because Sagittarius are like, they value freedom. They need to be a bit more adaptable. They don't like structure that much, but they need room to continually grow and expand. So I feel that kind of relates to how you recently expanded your warehouse. Like you're always growing. Totally. Yeah, I definitely need... I like need the permission like from myself to grow and have the freedom. Like I like structure, but I'm also like, so I have this set schedule. Um, I'm going to just try to abide by it, but I also want to do these things. Like I want to keep expanding and growing and have the option to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I feel like it's all like about balancing these different energies that Sagittarius side is like they want to be free they want to expand but then the Virgo side is like you need to pay attention to the details things need to be organized (laughs) stuff like that so basically my chart is just one big paradox (laughs) like (laughs) just a paradoxal all the time (laughs) I feel like a lot of people are to be honest there's always like parts of people's charts that yeah (laughs) that are just very different than other aspects you're like what what (laughs) totally because so Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is in your seventh house which is about like relationships one-on-one type of relationships that could be business partnerships things like that so I would think that in your day-to-day you need a lot of like social interaction with people like do you feel like you need that yeah I definitely feel like I'm such a introverted extrovert in those ways. Like I can take like an hour or two, say I'm like packaging slime and I'm like alone, just packaging. I'll do that. And then I'm like, I need to like change. I need to like shift gears, call somebody like I need to socialize or like have, I will always have podcasts on while I'm like doing something or I'll like call a friend while I'm it's it's a multitasking thing Mm. so if I'm not socializing and I go the whole day without it I swear I feel just I just don't feel well I'm like I didn't do anything I didn't commit or didn't like engage with the world today I'm like who am I have I talked like (laughs) and like hi like it scares me I'll say hi and I'm like wait (laughs) how do I sound again I love that because you do have that Gemini, Mercury and Gemini, Venus in your chart. Like Gemini is a sign of variety. They can't be just doing one thing at a time. So it makes sense that you enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, it really hits the spot because I'm like, that's totally me. (laughs) I'm everywhere, but all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw that. So your midheaven is in Pisces. And Midheaven is the placement of your career, your public reputation. I don't know if you've looked into that a little bit. 
I ha- actually have not. And I recently didn't, I didn't even know that there was more. I see, I'm, I'm like, so like, there's more. I was like, what's Chiron? Like what's Midheaven? Yeah. I like, <laughs> know what these are. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. I feel like even now, even though I've been studying it for a few years, like there's always more. I think as you go through life and experience more things and then different placements just become kind of highlighted. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. So your Pisces Midheaven, I feel like it really aligns with what you're doing with the slime shop, the fidget shop. Like it feels like such a Pisces thing. Like Pisces are all about imagination, like dreaming, visions, kind of like having fun. And it's not so much about like tangible things or like physical substance. It's more just like dreamy and like having fun and romanticizing life. And I feel like that's such a slime thing because it's not like it's literally just playing with it for the sake of playing with it, not to create totally. something material. I love, yeah, that, that really does align pretty, like pretty head on, especially because I think, yeah, that Pisces energy with, it's like the nostalgia element too. It's like fantasizing about like other times or it's like very like water signy to just like reflective and like childlike energy. Um, I literally that yeah that's really on point and just I love that like imagine imaginative and just dreamy like energy <laughs> yeah I love it so slime so slime, that's so slime. <laughs> that is so slime <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's like how slime kind of mimics food items it's like that uh, illusion of like it's not really a food but it looks like it which is also very Pisces oh gosh I love that comparison that's so true I love when things emulate food or like realistic things but in a different like sense of slime like oh it's like a baguette but it's actually a baguette slime like yeah it's just like so it's so fun (laughs) totally totally And Pisces is ruled by Neptune, which is also in your seventh house. I feel like a lot of energy going through the seventh house of relationships, partnerships, things like that. So Mm -hmm. I think once again, it's, it's about like, well, because your seventh house is in Capricorn. So Mm -hmm. you probably enjoy having like structure and systems when interacting with people, whether it be online, offline. Do you feel like that relates? Definitely. I, and it's funny because I have just so many like Capricorns in my life. Um, I've always been drawn to that stability um, because I feel like I'm so like airy and and, and, like dreamy. So I just really am drawn. Like I, so one of my friends that I go to the gym with every morning, she's a Capricorn and she's, she really brings out that structure or in me where I'm like, oh, I'm my best self when I'm have these structured relationships and these structured friendships. Um, and it kind of brings me back down from my like dreamy, whatever airy side, or I don't have time for that. I have to do this, that and X, Y, Z. So I totally, that really does fit well. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense that you attract like a lot of Capricorns because Capricorn is the opposite of cancer. So our, our seventh house of relationships is always the opposite of our rising sign. And we tend to attract that sign a lot because it helps us balance out our kind of tendencies I love that that's so interesting 
Yeah. Never knew that. I'm see, learning about all these things now. I'm going to be like, guess what I learned today about <laughs> my birth chart. Okay. <laughs> super cool. Super cool. So do you notice like you, you said that you attract, you like Capricorns a lot. Are there any other signs that you tend to be drawn to? I have so many. I think I have, I have a lot of Capricorn um, quite a bit of Aquarius mm-hmm. friends. Um, like truly, I think I have a week in February where it's like from February 7th until like the 16th, this friend's birthday is all in a row. Um, uh, quite a, and also if I like look at rising signs, so many Scorpio risings. Oh wow. my gosh. Like all of my friends, Scorpio risings, um, that energy, a few Taurus, um, but yeah, Tor. I would say like Taurus, Capricorn, Aquarius are like the top. <laughs> wow. I definitely can see the Aquarius since you have so much Gemini and both Aquarius and Gemini are air signs. And oh, I yeah. also, I looked in, if I got this right, if I remember this correctly, I was looking up the degrees of your signs. So Ooh. each degree correlates to a different sign. So the degree that your moon and your rising are at correlate to Aquarius so it's kind of like you're like a Virgo moon with Aquarius tendencies and a cap or sorry a cancer rising with Aquarius tendencies that is so interesting and honestly it makes so much sense because everything I look up about cancer and Aquarius like getting along it's like you know it's not the most compatible but I'm like why do I have so many Aquarius like I love their energy Totally. They're so open-minded. It's like, insane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> totally. They're so futuristic. And I think your, your cancer son was at a Taurus degree. So it makes sense that you also really like Taurus placements. I had no idea that the degrees correlated that way. That's, that makes a lot of sense. And I love when it, I love when it rings true from what I'm saying, from what like it's actually presenting and I'm like oh so this is this is real okay everyone this is real listen to me <laughs> listen to her yeah. listen to Jacqueline <laughs> I feel like the more I discover about these things I'm like you can't tell me that astrology isn't real I'm like please try it. please try and find me on it because you just won't win <laughs> totally hello spiritual baddie. Yes, I am talking to you. So you're probably listening to this podcast because you are absolutely driven to build an abundant, rich bitch life, but only while prioritizing play and freedom. You're the type of person when someone says, oh, you can't do that. Your first thought is watch me. So if you're an entrepreneur who wants to get aligned with your higher self and manifest your dream business as soon as possible, then I invite you to click the link in the description, visit my website, and apply for my Master Your Midheaven program. This coaching program is open to all ambitious entrepreneurs, content creators, influencers, creative artists, product-based or service-based brands and business owners. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I want to talk a little bit more about your journey, I guess, as an entrepreneur. What would you say were some of the, the challenging aspects 
of your whole journey so far? Yeah, I definitely think, and this kind of, I think, correlates now back to wanting to keep everything kind of close knit. I think the hard part, like I love social media. I, I mostly just love content creating and I love creating fun things and having that constant new opportunity to create new content. But I think the part, that, the part of it that I've had a hard time with is the social media reaction, the like people that see it, the comments, or just like the amount of people behind it that say things. And I, I have had, I've gotten a lot better at not letting it affect me, but it really used to bog me down, like the reactionary side of it, or if people did say things repetitively or whatever, like the thought of people not understanding or liking or not liking me personally or whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, like how do I process this? Um, I think with years and also like maturity, it's gotten better. Um, I think that's been hard. Um, and then also just like overall grappling, like, okay, how do I run a business? Um, how do I do this? How do I like, how do I do X, Y, and Z? Um, the constant challenge to figure out something new. But I also think I've innately learned to really like that, that I don't have a constant, like nothing is set and structured. It's just whatever, whatever I want to make of it. If I want to switch gears here and do that, like I can. Um, but I think I've learned to like these things, but I think initially it was like the public image thing. Mm. It was like, oh, but I want to like kind of be in like private, but be public, but not like, it's like, I want to have my Instagram account on private, like kind of thing, but I want to still like grow it, but you can't do that. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, don't look at me though. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, <laughs> That's so funny you say that. I feel like I can relate to that so much. Like, even though I'm not as big of a creator, but I used to create YouTube videos for like seven years. I was a really small creator, but I felt like I would do like daily vlogs, weekly vlogs, that kind of thing. And then after a while, I was just like, I kind of want to be private, you know, <laughs> like I don't want to talk about my life all the time. But then I also kind of do, you know, so yeah. it's that back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, can I not talk about it? But can you still be interested and ask all the right questions? But I'm not going to give you anything to digest because I don't want to discuss it anymore. So how, however that works out, let me know. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I feel like it's like a, a water sign thing. Like probably because we're so sensitive, but then we love oh. connecting with people. Totally, totally. Yeah, big time. I'm like, I, I, it's like, I love it until I hate it. And then I'm like... <gasps> no back out back down run away <laughs> totally and like with the human design since we both have that five one profile that number five sometimes like there's a tendency for other people to project their problems onto us so I think that's that's also really hard with social media because some people will like expect things of you but then you're like I'm, I'm not meant to do that. Or, you know, I'm still a human over here. Totally. Yeah. And then almost feeling burdened in a way, if you don't deal with it, like, like I like some, it's like, it sticks to me like, like a magnet and like, Oh, how do I, it's like in the back of my head. I'm like, I'll see a comment about something. And I'm like, Oh, I have to do this. It's like on my to-do list all of a sudden, mm. like, how do I adapt this into my life and then I'm like what am I doing like this isn't even why does it matter but I but I care and I'm like okay so 
I'm going to loop it in at some point in the future and I'm going to answer it in like an indirect way. I'm like, what, why can't I just not see it? Like, you know, <laughs> like, why do I have to put it on my list? <laughs> totally. Do you ever have any type of, like, I know you're into astrology, but do you ever do any kind of like spiritual practices, like to kind of clear your energy or things like that? No, I mean, I also have, I've recently gotten into just a little bit, I mean, I mean, more like tarot stuff, mm-hmm. but like not any kind of practices, but I'm so drawn to it. And I'm such a, I mean, I love yoga and I'm such a big, like, I love doing that kind of stuff. Um, but no, I'm not like engaged regularly and stuff like that, but I'm so interested in it, honestly. Yeah, I feel like I, I kind of like just, I guess it snowballed for me in the last few years because I, I didn't used to do a lot of it either. But being more on social media, like I guess learning different ways to protect my energy, uh, I'll kind of envision like a mirror globe around me kind of deflecting other people's energies. Ooh. I feel like that's been super helpful, especially because we're both water signs. Like water signs absorb everything like a sponge. It's just so Uh, intense. It is a blessing and a curse. I'm like, I can't, I don't want to feel these things. Okay. Like stop. (laughs) I guess it's like, well, since you have those Aquarius degrees, maybe it helps you balance it a little bit since like the air sign is able to kind of detach, but then the water sign is like hanging on to everything. Literally. No, I, I love that idea of like shielding your energy. And I think a lot of it is just visually being like, I'm not going to engage and like having that strength to build that up. Um, but I love that. I think also that's really good for um us Virgo moon girls who are like internalizing it all (laughs) all the time totally (laughs) and I just had this realization I think this was yesterday actually I was talking to my best friend because I think recently with all the eclipse energy and just mercury retrograde and everything I've felt a lot more sensitive especially with like comments and stuff online and we had this realization that like if we become aware of our fight or flight or freeze response, it can kind of help us set boundaries more in terms of content creation. And I'll I'll explain here. So I noticed for myself, I have a tendency to have a fight response, like just from my upbringing, like that's how I naturally want to go about things is to fight. So Mm -hmm. I used to get so triggered at social media comments or DMs. And I always felt like I needed to fight, like to go back and, you know, like argue, say something, you know, but then I realized I was like, I actually don't really need to do that. Like I could just remove myself from the situation, you know, like instead of fighting, I can just set my own boundary and then. Like I'm thinking of like, you know, celebrities are not going to be replying to every single comment yeah. or DM. They, that's they kind of what I myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could never. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that idea. And I think, I mean, that's just so, it's so healthy to train yourself that way. And I mean, I definitely think I can be some, like, I think, I think I'm a fighter as well. I will be, I, I almost get... I take it like personally, if someone comes in, if it's around the business thing, or they're like, why do you do this? Or why are you charging this? Or something that just has to do that I get personally attacked by, I feel. 
and I want to like my gut reaction, like my knee jerk reaction is to like reply to the comment and post it on TikTok. And I'm like, okay. But now I just look like I'm like, I'm constantly trying to explain myself mm-hmm. to people that just like, probably don't even want to like listen in the first place, but it's, it's hard to separate that and not want to like fight in the reaction. Um, but how, and that's, I, I definitely was, I was seeing a lot of stuff about the eclipse season and stuff and the heightened energy around it. And it's so interesting. Like, like how does that apply? I guess kind of a good question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how does the eclipse stuff directly affect? Is it like every sign is affected or eclipse stuff only affects like certain, like, like certain, like uh, zodiac signs or whatever? How does that, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> so to see how it affects you personally, you would look at what sign the eclipse is happening in. So the one that just passed the solar eclipse was in the sign of Taurus. Mm-hmm. So wherever Taurus falls in your houses, that's how it would be affected. The next one coming up is going to be in Scorpio, which is the opposite sign of Taurus. So wherever that sits in your chart is also going to be highlighted. I'm just going to pull up your chart here to see where those are located. Yeah. Oh, this is so interesting. So you actually have those two signs intercepted, meaning they're almost like a little bit hidden. They're, they're like engulfed in one of your houses. So maybe this could show up as, and you could have some challenges expressing the traits of those two signs, wherever they are placed in your houses. Um, Do you feel like you, it's kind of hard because your son is at a Taurus degree, but do you feel like you have trouble expressing kind of Taurus tendencies? Or do you feel like it comes easy to you? Expressing Taurus tendencies, um, meaning exactly like what? Like the like traits of a Taurus? Yeah. So I guess being in touch with your five senses, being sensual, kind of indulging and enjoying the finer things in life, uh, relaxing. Oh, totally. (laughs) I definitely think that I can get a little set on one thing or just curating to like one thing and then everything else falls out of place because I'm not focusing on I'm just focusing on one thing versus letting myself just enjoy I'm like how are we going to focus on how is this going to play out like what's the plan for this this and this and this and I have a hard, yeah, definitely have a hard time um, relaxing and enjoying those things I'm like so how do you relax like <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> like, who wants to take my phone from me? Cause if I don't have my phone, it's different, but <laughs> then yeah. I can't work from my fingers, but how yeah. do you do that? <laughs> I think that's such a, like a Virgo tendency. To like Virgos <laughs> can be such workaholics. Like that's been my struggle the whole life. When I learned I had a Virgo moon, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's me. Like the perfectionism thing and like being so hard on yourself. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's me, sadly. <laughs> I'm making, making a joke out of it, but I'm like, that's definitely me. <laughs> totally. I think it's like, I've tried to balance it with, especially with the fire energy in my chart. I'll try to like tap into that side more to get over the Virgo kind of perfectionism tendency because fire signs are so like 
all about action and just getting it done. Love. <laughs> it's like my favorite. And it's also, I think it's great that you attract a lot of Scorpio risings since your Scorpio sign is intercepted. So I feel like having those types of relationships can really help you like develop closer, deeper relationships, like in a Scorpio sense. That is so interesting. I had no idea about like anything intercepting or those like crossovers, but that does make so much sense. And I, I mean, my just all those types of friends are so much value and structure in my life and in ways that I probably wouldn't serve myself because I'm like oh well I'm like da 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 and then they're like what time you know literally I'm like oh okay that's nice <laughs> love a it's such a simple thing but it goes such a long way and then innately like when I look back at it and like, wow this friendship has become so developed and so great because of the structure and because there wasn't there, it was like regimented and that was like respected on both ends. So that is so valuable. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's like your day-to-day or week-to-week like now? Cause you did mention that you enjoy structure. So what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, I definitely have um, like a very structured morning routine. Um, like I said earlier, my like Capricorn friend, actually, um, she Uh, she has a corporate job. So she works from like eight to five. Um, So we usually go to the gym at like 545, 6am. And we do that like pretty much Monday through Friday. And then that sets my day up differently and way better. And I never used to do that. I used to be such a like anti morning workout and also workout like in general kind of person. I was like, I don't need to do that. I'll go on a walk here and there. But then it, I just started to like love the like mental like mental health aspects of it. And of course the like physical is great too, but like truly it was like having a reason to get out of bed and then go socialize with somebody as well for an hour, socialize, but like work on yourself. So would, yeah, wake up, have the gym. And then it started becoming more of like a morning routine where I would, okay, like breakfast and then um, get ready. And then I'm ready for the day, making content, doing my thing by like 8 a.m., and I just give myself more of a, more time to have a morning, have a morning routine. And then it sets me up better so I can like answer emails. I like to set my days up. So it's not all like all slime making or all like packaging. Cause it's like when I really need to switch it up. And if I don't, I'm just going to end up doing the same task for like six hours and it's going to be just lackluster truly <laughs> um, I like to yeah like start up like eight to like noon just work on like at me like making TikToks or editing or like computer stuff and then switch it up and maybe go package slime or like maybe make some content out and about like leave the setting I tend to thrive I've noticed when I change my setting and do something else and like give myself a break by like changing gears. I'm like, okay, I need to like get up from this desk and go into the world and do something that's just not this for a second. <laughs> yeah. I feel it's so like related to all your Gemini placements, <laughs> being a manifesting generator and human design, especially because before when you were mentioning like how you felt like you needed to respond to things, like comments and stuff like that, that's actually very manifesting generator because manifesting generator their strategy in life is to respond to like Mm -hmm. whatever it is 
But I think the challenging part is to realize that you don't need to respond to everything. And you're only supposed to respond to the things that really light you up, like give you this like really visceral, like gut feeling. It's like a buzzing feeling of joy. Do you feel like you get that feeling like in your gut? Oh, definitely. I think, yeah, the more that I start thinking about it and like reflecting back on like, there's definitely those times when I'm like, no, this is a point where I'm like, we're going to discuss this. Like, this is exciting or this is like annoying. Why would you say that? And just like deep dive into it. Um, But that feeling where you're like, my mouth will start going like a million miles per hour. I'm talking so much faster than this. Like I talk pretty fast, but when I'm passionate about something, discussing it, I'm like, it's like, I'm like singing. I feel like, and then I'm, <laughs> I'll stop and I'll be like, that was a lot of talking for 10 minutes. Um, anyone else follow that besides me? Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I feel like, well, this other part I found in your human design. So you have a sacral authority, meaning that you will get like initial gut response and that's your intuition speaking to you. So for someone like you, you could actually make very like spontaneous decisions or they seem kind of impulsive, but it's actually right for you because your gut feeling is like telling you right in the moment, whether or not it's a yes or a no. That's so interesting. I feel like the biggest parts of my life, they could be seen as like so impulsive. Like Mm -hmm. whenever I move, literally I will move. Like maybe this is Gemini. I don't know, but I'm very, um, it, it sounds impulsive, but I have been like thinking on it for us, like for a little bit, but not talking about it, just like in the back of my head. And then I will truly like wake up and I'll be like, I'm doing it like tomorrow. And then I will, like, if it's moving, I usually will move. If it, even if it's like to, like to a different state, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to like be there in like seven days or like in like two weeks. I'm just like a lot of energy going into it. I'm like, we're going to just get this done, do it. But it's like, it's, uh, it seems impulsive, but I always just like, no, I have to, or like, I'm like, no, like, this is what I need to do. And everyone in my life is like, is she, what's going on with Nicole? I'm like, I'm doing what I need to do. But it, <laughs> as I'm like, am I impulsive? But I'm like, yeah, but I, it feels right. So that, I like that you said that because I'm just like analyzing that in my head. And I'm like, why am I like that? <laughs> like just lots of energy into something. Yeah. I feel like it's so like affirming knowing these things sometimes because for some people, like it might not be the best thing for them to be impulsive, but for someone like you, it's actually okay to do that. Yeah. It yeah. really is really like, you know, very reassuring to be like, Oh, so this is just natively like who I am. Like when I was born, like, uh, natally I said natively (laughs) I'm like retrograde (laughs) no literally I'm gonna use that for the next two weeks because I I have to I mean also it's the Gemini in my tone I'll be like sorry whenever I'm speaking it's gonna sound wrong sorry but yes it makes everything like natally just sometimes like well this is just how it was when I was born and it's just hyper intense in my chart so it makes so much sense and I love to hear this stuff Yeah, I always tell like anyone I know that has that sacral authority, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like when you know, you know, because for me, I do have like the sacral center, but then my authority is called the emotional authority. 
So I actually, it's better for me to sleep on things before making big decisions because I go through this like emotional wave. So mm-hmm. I need to wait until I'm at like a stable spot before deciding, which is kind of annoying sometimes too, because I'm like, I just want to make the decision, but I know it's not the right time yet. I love that though. I think that's also kind of, kind of just like great that you can identify that and be like, okay, so I'm going to remove this emotion from this and then come back to the actual facts. Like, I love that way of thinking. I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you... So let's talk a little bit about your slime. Do you have any like new products that are coming out or what, what's kind of coming up for you in the future? Yeah. So, um, like, like a true influencer would say so many things in the works. (laughs) Talk about it. Secret project coming up soon. (laughs) Stay tuned. No. Um, but I'm not like that. I'm like, (laughs) here's what's going to happen. I'll tell you the exact data and timeline (laughs) because I'm like, what? what's all the hype about? Um, but yes, so the slime shop, um, truly, uh, I did not think it would, people would be buying slime still and want to purchase it still and be into it. Um, it's been like four or five years since slime like resprung into everything. Um, so as of slime, definitely going to just keep doing it as long as people like are interested in it. Um, and creating, usually I try to create new slime in my store um, I try to do like a, a few new ones each month. I found that to be, to be best. Otherwise I'll make like 10 new ones. And it's just like, there's, it's hard to know which ones are going to do well and sell and perform. But also, um, if I can put a lot of energy into like four and post about them a ton, like people know them, they can like they can get the ASMR, they can understand them, watch the process. And like, I can give all of my energy to all of those. Um, but as like an outside for like the more like store, like there's, I have some like store collabs coming up. So there, I have slime right now that is in Target. It's like a rendition of my four best selling slimes in my store. And that's at Target. And then there's a store in the Midwest. It's called Meyer. Um, I believe it's like Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, like the surrounding states basically from Michigan. I'm actually natively, oh my gosh, I keep saying natively. What is it natively? I'm like <laughs> natively. <laughs> um, actually from Michigan originally. So uh, lots of nostalgia there because I grew up going to these stores and Myers, like our like Kroger or Publix or whatever, like the biggest grocery stores are in everyone's like part. Um, so we have a few products there and, and that Meyer store. Um, but then we're working on the whole like pitching process because to pitch to other stores, it's like, you'll create mock-ups of products, like single mock-ups and then pitch them to stores like Walmart, Walgreens, like CVS or other chains like that. And they're going to either like take some and decide to put it um, on the shelves, wear on the shelves and like decide what time to give you. If it's like the first, um, like the first quarter, second quarter, third or fourth, and then that whole process kind of begins. So we have been like creating a bunch of mock-ups for the last like year. And then it's just a matter of like, you know, making videos for Target, like exclusive, like little pitch videos being like, hi, I'm Nicole. Like I'm a real person would love to work with you guys. Like kind of just give it more personal touch. And I love that because I'm like, well, whatever I can do to help like move it along. And just show that like, I do care. And this would be actually so cool. Um, So I'd love to kind of 
be a part of that process still, but it's such an elaborate process for the store-bought stuff. Um, but it's so cool because you can reach so many people. Like it's so, it's so cool to go on TikTok and see the mentions and see people that are shopping at Target and they're like, oh, look what I found. And I'm like, what? Like it truly, I don't even know if I, I say it and then I'm like, what? Like I have, it's so like, it's not hitting me. I feel like one of those things. It's like the power of social media truly like, I think yes. And with all, just like wholeheartedly like hard work and like pushing, like constantly just trying to figure things out and move the needle forward. Um, but yes, um, long-winded answers only. And <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I feel like it must feel unreal to like see people have your product like from Target and stuff like that. And do you, so do you have like a manager working for you or do you just like pitch these stores yourself? Like what is that process kind of like? Yeah. So the whole reason, so I'm, I'm collabing with a company, it's called Compound Kings, but they're like a larger company called We Cool Toys. And then, so, so they're kind of like a Mattel, a Hasbro kind of toy company. And they all have sub branches um, within their company. And one of them specifies in slime. And they've been around, like there's only, so probably only like three slime brands, like true slime brands at Target that have like stood the test of like the wave of like initial slime hype. And yes, Kambuk is, is one of them. So they reached out to me, um, I believe, yes. I Honestly, this happened, like we signed in 2020, but we had been talking about it in 2019. So it felt like it was so long ago how the whole thing went, but it was like kind of a pitch, but they, it's a very close knit community. So everyone knew who everyone was and, you know, they, they had decided that they wanted, like, I, I had always wanted to have slime in stores, um, but also it's like, that's so if I were like, as an individual were to have my product in store, it would have to like, st- it would have to go through so much testing in mass production, but also like a major like profit that you're going to just like, or not major profit, but like a major risk because you're just mass producing things, hoping it sells. So I didn't like that it was going to be under like my penny. And then also I'm not a business savvy person. I try my best. I reach out to those that are and try to understand more. But when it comes down to it, I'm like, okay, this is like a huge risk. It's a big dream, but I don't, I don't even know how to go about this. But then when this company kind of approached me, we talked about it more. Um, like they create the products and then we like, we could be like co-create them together to kind of mimic like past things I've done in my store or on my channel or on like other channels and whatnot um, to kind of like emulate that all together. So it's very creative and very hands-on with like designing and stuff. Um, but truly um, they, they get to produce it and package it. So I get to just be a creative like consultant in a way, which is a dream role as someone, especially because I still make it homemade and I still do that like tedious process. So it's like, I have so much like, just like gratitude that I get to be this like on this side of it and still like get the repercussions of it and still get to watch it like shine in all the right ways but it's interesting to like dabble on both ends and kind of like see the stores more of the like licensing kind of side but also 
still be in the homemade side and still be like stickering and like ordering labels online. Like it's, it's an interesting paradox to kind of be doing both, but I also feel like I wouldn't want it any other way. I think, I think it's important to be a part of like both ends to like understand how this way lives and how this, this way interacts with content and creates, but to then, so I can use that information and make the other stuff and like make it like coincide and like they all correlate so much so it's nice to have my hands or whatever the saying is but to have my feet in both ponds I don't know like have one foot in here and one foot over there and kind of like dip in both (laughs) yeah that sounds like so much fun like I feel like it relates again back to your Gemini placements like just doing literally every aspect of the business or different parts of it 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 must be really fun for your Gemini side to have that much variety oh definitely it's really interesting um how that stuff like just relates so much um I always I I had wondered that I recently learned that there was houses in your birth chart Mm. and I saw that I have like four in the 12th house and I just don't, I don't understand what that means and how that comes across because I, I kind of understand like the 10th house and the first house, but I also feel like the 12th house is the opposite energy of like Gemini. I feel like Gemini is like not like private and secretive, but I don't know. I'm so confused. Well, the 12th <laughs> house, the 12th house is ruled by Pisces. So you actually have like a Pisces, stell- or not a Pisces stellium, uh, you have a Gemini stellium but it also has a lot of pisces energy from that house so they're kind of both exuding like the i guess um what sides of pisces are there like the compassionate side the sensitive side the romantic side the creative side that might really come through in your personality Mm -hmm. even though you don't have like a lot of pisces placements but the energy of that house is just really strong in your chart Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so many Pisces energies. In yeah. This, I had no idea. It's interesting because <laughs> like Gemini and Pisces, I guess, traditionally, they're very different and like non-compatible, I guess you could say. But because they're both mutable signs, I would say that they're both very adaptable, very flexible. They're easy to get along with, like for everyone. Just very, yeah, very flexible energy totally yeah that's definitely a lot I think I'm I'm very adaptable like I, I I don't like change but like if there is change I'm like all right we'll figure it out like how do we address this we'll just keep moving forward <laughs> like whatever <laughs> not yeah. too hung up on the minor things I'm like well whatever <laughs> that's good that's good so just before we end off here where can everyone find you online what are all your links Yes, all the links. So I'm Nicole Jacqueline and it's um, J-A-C-K-L-Y-N-E. Um, you actually have like, I everyone spells my name with your name spelling and I literally yeah. love it so much better. I think it looks prettier. Mine's kind of like, it's like just like two syllables and yours, it's like a beautiful elegance <laughs> to it. And everyone's like, oh, is it Jacqueline? I'm like, no, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Um, but yes, it's Nicole Jacqueline and that's um, on YouTube and TikTok. And then my store is shopnicolejacqueline.com. 
and yeah, just all the things Nicole Jacqueline. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. My my spelling, a lot of people get it wrong and they always spell it with L-I-N-E at the end. Oh, I'm, really? I'm quite okay. used to that. The wrong spelling. <laughs> hey, I get the name of spelling. I mean, it's always N-I-C-O-L-E, even though it's literally signed in an email like with my name. Oh my and then it's like, hi, Nicole. I'm like, hi, by the way, there's an H in my name. <laughs> Oh my god, I was just watching about that the other day. But yeah, it's so funny. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole, for having this conversation with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories, and tag me so that I can re-share it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.